Good evening, Lake Church. Wow, I am loud. Whew. I hope I don't get excited. I have to hold the microphone down here like this, won't I? Well, good evening, Lake Church. Glad you guys are here tonight. This is, uh, this is some good food right here. If you leave hungry tonight, something's wrong with you. I guarantee you. Well, we would like to welcome everybody that's watching online. Glad you're here with us tonight. Hope you can smell the food. It really smells good. Wish you were here. You could have some of it. But since you're not, you can just watch everybody eat. So, praise God. Well, let's get this thing started here. I got a couple of announcements. Uh, so, winter dinner in Little Italy. Friday, February 11th at 6.30 p.m., $25 a plate. You get prime rib, scallop potatoes, salad, and chocolate lava cake. That sounds good. That might be one of those you got to eat the dessert first. Take the rest of it home in a doggy bag. I have done that before. It's a good thing. God said it's blessed. All right. And then don't forget we have John Ramirez coming up. Glory, hallelujah, that's going to be some uh, good messages right there. So don't forget that that's coming up. you got to get signed up for it. I think there's like 400 people already signed up. So if you want a seat, you better get signed up. I know we're kind of we're lazy about getting signed up sometimes, but this is a sign-up only. You show up at the door and you're not signed up, you may be out of luck. And this is going to be a tremendous thing. And, and then also February 4th, men... We're going to have the Mighty Men's Fellowship. Not, not this Friday, but next Friday, the 4th. We are going to have a nacho bar. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have some nachos with meat and chicken and onions and you name it and broken silverware and everything. It's going to be a good time. And we're going to watch the movie Gladiator. And we're going to be men. And we're going to grunt and groan, and yes, and we're going to tear things up. No, we're not going to tear things up, because we will be in the Area 51 building. We cannot tear things up over there. But we are going to be men. So make sure you get signed up for it. Come out. We might even play a game of spades or something. We might just, the, the whole purpose in this is just fellowship. The Lord gave me a word, and that's relational accountability. So let's be men. Let's develop some menly relationships iron sharpens iron so anyway kind of partial to that one so spend a little bit more time on that than i should have all right well let's move into offering because we got a lot to do tonight glory to god hallelujah wage ready anybody else ready for tithe and offering that's what i'm talking about this is lake church we are a giving church praise god thank you jesus glory to god hallelujah choo choo that takes me back to my uh, youth days and I used to do the choo-choo. Yeah. Oh, anyway, that was a long time ago. So anyway, if you're going to give tonight, give with the uh, envelopes. If you're watching online, go to the giving tab, and it'll walk you right through it. Um, or you can do text to give, which I told this last time. I have went over to the dark side. Text to give is the bomb. I got to tell you, you just put in how much you're going to do and send it, and it is just amazing absolutely amazing so with that said i just want to give god the glory and the honor and the praise for tonight and i thank you guys for being here and i just pray you I praise you lord for giving us this time tonight if you would just uh hold up your offerings or your phones or whatever you got there and let's just pray 
Father, I just exalt you and I praise you and I thank you, Lord God, because you are the King of kings. You are my Father in heaven, who am I am seated at the right hand, right next to Jesus. And I just give you glory and honor and praise for our tithes and offerings tonight. And I just pray that you lift that up and that you anoint that, Lord, so that you can give back to us so that we can give even more, Lord. I give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'll turn it over to Bob. Thank you, Patrick. Well, before we get going tonight, I'm, how many of you have been able to come to Sunday night Sunday school? Pretty cool, huh? I enjoy it. Well, this Sunday night, we're going to have another class, and I'm going to have Jeff come up, and he's going to be leading the class, and I'm going to let him explain about this. Evening, Lake Church. How's everybody doing? How many people are hungrier for more of God's anointing? Well, there's half a dozen. What about the rest of you? We're going to be discussing flowing with the Holy Ghost, flowing with the anointing of God. And uh, so we're going to have opportunity to do exactly with what God did with in Acts 1038, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed to the devil, for God was with him. My heart's desire is to hopefully stir a deeper desire because how many know things when the anointing flows becomes easier for mankind if you haven't figured that out by now the anointing in in your workplace the anointing in anything that you do will help you along the way and and i'm going to do my best to endeavor and uh, share some testimonies of things and and hopefully you guys can you know participate and and talk about some times when the anointing has moved in your life because i think we need to be more aware of that anointing around our life and in our families how many would agree so man grab a neighbor grab a friend come and just see what's going to go on i believe it'll be a good thing uh we'll be talking about brother hagan's book you know understanding the anointing uh man be a good good tool to get along the way so we look forward to seeing you there sunday night six o'clock thank you jeff all right before we get going um if you have not gotten a dessert Buddy, you better go get one because those things are good. The trace leche is really good. <laughs> but anyway, so I want to thank and honor Peggy. Miss Peggy, please stand up. Please. All right, give her a hand. She did all the food. I thank you so much. You are such a blessing to me. And then Ronnie and Joel did all the decorations, table settings, the flag hanging, all that. I want to thank them. And then I want to thank my regular crew, Miss Tammy and Miss Sherry, that helped me every Wednesday night, except the last Wednesday of the month. Remember that? <laughs> so, you know, it, it takes people to get the job done, and I thank you. Thank you so much. So I want to open up with a scripture. All of you know it. It's Mark chapter 16. And Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. 
Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They shall cast out demons, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. You know, this has been my go-to scripture since 1992 when Pastor Greg and I went on our first mission trip to the Philippines. And it's still alive in me today. I mean, if somebody was to call me and say, there's an airline ticket, do you want to go? I'd say, bye-bye. Because I love missions. Missions is my heart. And, and the purpose of this tonight is not just to to give you good food. I mean, that is part of it, you know. But it's to show you who Lake Church is behind. Man, when I was getting all the stats and all the different things that these guys are doing, even I was like, wow, the impact that our monthly giving to them is, is doing. And so... We're going to start off with Pastor Marone Morales. He is in Lucena City, Philippines. There he is preaching. Pastor Moan preaches two services every Sunday, just like we do here. They have 120 people in the main church, but because of COVID, the Philippine government has made them uh, reduce the size of who can gather still. So he's doing about 70 
people every service. Here's one of their cell groups. They, they have 30 total house, they call them cell groups. I know that's a weird term for us, but they have house churches. He oversees and has his leaders do about 30 a week. They have eight to 10 people. Some of them have up to 30, as you heard him say. One of them has 40. Here's another one. He's in a little Kubo hut, just preaching the gospel. Got his guitar there, singing. Here's a house group that he does. Pretty nice house for Filipinos. And um, he's also, as you heard him say, he's over a ministerial. He is now the president of the ministerial group called Alim. And that's the Alliance of Lucena Evangelical Ministers. He has 60 pastors that he oversees right now. And so with that, he has a lot of influence to uh, impart his teaching. Now, he is, a, he is a son of the faith because he's, he's like my son. He looks to me as his spiritual daddy. And he looks to Pastor Greg and I as his leaders. He's actually ordained through uh, Lake Church, through Train Ministry Network. He also does discipleship and mentoring. Last year, they had 300, as they say, souls come to the Lord. And, and, you know, a lot of these are attending these house churches because they can't get to the, to the main church. And so this year already, he told me today, he said, I'm believing God for 1,500 souls in 2022. Here's some of the youth that they minister to. They do a lot of youth and children's ministry. And this here, they're trying to buy. They have a, it's $25,000. They have already, listen, this is a Filipino church. Their average income per person is around $1,800. In the city, it might be $2,500. And they've already raised $10,000 of the 25 needed. And so, you know, uh, this is good ground. Pastor Moan has always rented, ever since I've known him, since I met him in 2000, or 1992 when we first went, or 94, excuse me. And he's always rented, always rented. And then the people kick him out because they don't like, you know, they want a business in there and make more money and things like that. So they have a plan here to be able to um, build a church and make a permanent home for Abounding Word Fellowship. This is two sons of mine in the faith. That's Pastor Moan and then Pastor Ariel Rivera. The next slide we have here, we have uh, our pastor in Haiti. Now, all those flags out there represent each one of the countries 
that we support in one way or the other. So there's a Dominican flag, Filipino flag, India, Pakistan, Albania, uh, let's see, yeah, all of them. <laughs> there's a lot of them out there, I can't even remember. But this is Pastor Michelle, or Jean Michelle. Understand him. He doesn't say a whole lot, but here's some of the kids. He has a school at his church. Uh, you'll see some pictures. This is some of the kids playing soccer there outside the church. Here are some of the, they do the uniforms and everything. That's some of the kids from the ch uh, church school. The, the school is actually right opposite where the church building is, all on the same grounds there. There's the kids having fun. They're building the church. They have part of it built. It's not built. He didn't give me too many statistics. He has a little trouble understanding my English, I guess. And so I have trouble understanding it. But, but uh, you know, he's, he's good ground. We've, I've been there personally and seen it. And if you've ever been to Haiti, I know some people have. It is a very, very impoverished country. It's, uh, you know, swamped with voodoo and all kinds of things. Um, you know, one of their presidents actually did a national ceremony and gave the country over to Satan years ago. And so uh, it's, you know, they have a lot of problems there. And to be a Christian there takes a lot of energy and a lot of effort. Here's more of the kids playing. I mean, they just have fun. You know, they don't know they're poor. Kids don't know they're poor. They just enjoy. I don't know. I'd trip over one of those things. What do you think? <laughs> I know I would. So. All right. Our next one is Pastor Ariel Rivera. Now, Ariel was very impactful in my life the first trip I made to the Philippines trying not to get emotional but I met Ariel he worked with our predecessors there Miles and Dixie Warmonger and he was their right hand kind of guy uh, he drove them around he was their interpreter him and his wife Al and uh, him and I were both musicians and we just kind of hit it off. And, you know, we had a, a time in our lives where we were kind of separated because of different things. Didn't see eye to eye about ministry. But for our first, what was the honey, four years, two years, our first two years. I thought it was longer than that. But our first two years there, him and his wife were our right-hand people. We traveled together, we prayed together, we cried together, we had dreams together. 
And Ariel always had a big dream, so here's a video he sent us. It'll come up in a second. That boy knows how to put together a video. 
There he is preaching in his one of the church, the home churches he has. He's renting a building right now. But you saw that he purchased a 650-meter uh, square lot. That is theirs. They own it. They have purchased it. And he said that they're raising money right now, saving money, to start the building, and they are going to build it in stages. Right now, they've cleaned the lot, and they put barbed wire around it to keep it safe and for no squatters to get on there because squatters like to take over people's land in the Philippines and other countries. Uh, their main out, outreach is evangelism and discipleship. And I have to say, they're really, really good at it. So here's some more pictures. That's his wife, Al. She's out doing ministry, um, but she is also a full-time teacher. So she teaches. In fact, I think she's like the second in charge at the school she's at. Here's youth. Pictures of their youth. Ariel's always been in love with the youth of the, of the Philippines. There's one of their youths. And there's their church. There's their, one of their kids back there on the soundboard. Their kids are musicians. His son, um, Mark, is the same age as Naomi, my daughter. In fact, she bit him when he was little. And, uh, yeah. It was quite the scene, to tell you the truth. But uh, that might be why they quit. I don't know. But, uh, but uh, you know, but Al and him have been such a blessing to us in our lives. There's some more pictures of his family and kids. There's your children's ministry. They, they get them in there. They're praise and worship right there. And Leela, would you come up? I'm going to have Leela talk about our next presentation, our next people. This is Pastor Ray German. He has a little video here, and then I'll let Leela speak.
Well, Ray and Nellie um, were our next helpers and assistants after Ariel began his church in the other part of the Philippines. Uh, we worked with them for about seven or eight years. They're also our kids in the faith. And when we left the Philippines, they, they took the ministry and they went with it. So they're, they're very dear to our heart. Um, again, we had years that were lost with them, but just in the last year, we got our kids back. <laughs> so Ray and Nellie have just carried that torch, and they've just continued, and, they're, and they are just amazing. So what Ray and Nellie do is they oversee a group of pastors. They have, what is it, 10 under them now? Okay, so they have 10 pastors under them that look to them. It's kind of like if you understand the bishop concept, and then, you know, there's lots of churches underneath that. Okay, well, that's what Ray and Nellie do, and that's really what we did over there, and they just took our, our place and stepped into that and continued to carry that torch. So Ray and Nellie have um, many pastors under them, so this is a picture. Isn't that, isn't that the prettiest picture you've ever seen? Look at them. Um, there they are, a lot of the pastors and their wives. Now, Ray and Nellie, Nellie was the sister to, to Aurelia. She's Ariel's wife that we just showed you. So they're sisters. And uh, so there's just kind of a whole group of them there. Of course, you see Ariel there with them too. Um, but there's just the whole group. A lot of them were our pastors when we were there. Um, I believe seven of the ten um, were, were, were still pastors when we were, when we were there and have continued with Ray and Nellie. And then the other three Ray has brought on. And I tell you what, I couldn't think of better leaders to be under than Ray and Nellie Herman. I wish we had more pictures of, of our beloved Nellie. She's about this big. So it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's neat to see pictures next to an uh, American because she's so tiny. She's like 4'11". But um, so here's another picture. This is um, this is the pastors meeting. Okay, so they do a monthly pastors meeting. So you have to understand that the churches that are under Ray and Nellie are scattered throughout the Philippines. So it would be like um, us having a church. You know, this would be the headquarters here in in Manford. But then there would be churches in California and Texas. And okay, so that's kind of the principle, but not state. Um, it's more. Um, it'd probably be more towns. I, I should have give a better example than that. But probably more towns like that. So they meet monthly. They come together, and Ray leads them. What they do is administrative things, of course, like their attendance and. Um, their attendance and their tithes and just things like that. And of course, they fellowship with one another, but also uh, he ministers into their heart like, like a pastor is supposed to do. Then this is the youth. Is that right, Mom? So this is the youth from all the churches. Um, no, it's not all of them. So this was like probably a youth camp or something like that that they all gathered together, took some pictures. There's our beloved Ray there on the other side in the reddish pink shirts and just different ones around there. So that's the youth. And I tell you what, the youth of Lake Church can, can give these guys a, a run for their money. But I tell you what, this group of, this group of young people right here, when you go to the Philippines, you're never going to find young people like you find anywhere in the world. These, these kids are on fire, and, they, and they, um, they tell about Jesus wherever they go. Hallelujah. So this is a day in the word seminar. Is that right, Bob? Okay, so what Ray and Nellie do is they do about once or twice a year, once a month. Oh, hallelujah. They're even busier than I knew. Glory to God. So once a month, they, um, 
get together and they do a day in the word seminar and it's exactly what it is they spend a day in the word teaching growing you know if the gifts move hallelujah but we know that what the foundation is is the word of god and so that's what it is it's, it's the word of god that's foundationally put and any of the members of the churches can come as well as pastors and then also that um group that pastor moan the first one that spoke he, uh, any of his people could come to these type of things. Now, right now, remember, the Philippines is not functioning at full capacity. So these are probably a lot smaller, and that may be why they're doing a monthly. But people travel very far. That's how we've met a lot of these ministers that are in other countries were through the Day in the Word seminars like this. So that's what that is. And then there's one of our beloved Filipino pastors, Pastors Nards, and we believe he's just sharing the message here at one of the Day in the Word seminars. So it looks like Ray has um, brought him up to do that, and he's, he's a, a blessing to us. We love him so much. And that's it. Okay, so... Um, let me see if I can read this here. Okay, so I have some statistics that Ray sent to us. And it says that this data is based on the pan pandemic. Uh, they only allow physical gatherings of 60%. Am I reading this right, Bob? Okay. Uh, of the various total seating capacity of a sanctuary. So in other words, if our seating capacity, you know, uh, was 600 people, well, they can only go up to 60%. So um, Ray became... You know, he just came up with a great idea, and they started having cell groups, like we said, where you're basically home churches, so that they could still continue for all of them to come to church, hallelujah, because God ideas are the only, the only ideas out there, really. Our ideas are not anything, but the Lord gave him that. So they do the cell groups and the life groups, which range between anywhere from four to 20 meet people per meeting. And then the average church attendance for each church that they have is 10 to 30. But the overall, what, honey? House church. Oh, I'm sorry, house church, okay. The overall weekly church attendance is 450 people. Hallelujah. And then four house churches going right now and 41 weekly cell groups. And I'm not sure how he exactly breaks down the difference, but um, hallelujah. And so we talked to Nellie and Ray. Actually, these first pastors, except for... Um, Michael or Michelle or whatever we call him. I never call him the right name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but all these Filipino pastors that you're seeing, we talk to almost every day. They Skype us. Uh, in fact, some are on with me right now. I'm um, saying hello to our students that are in another group that he'll tell you about. So anyway, um, hallelujah. They're just doing so much for the Lord over there. And then he has here that uh, they plan to open a new batch of School of Life classes in February. So School of Life is their Bible school, which actually... Uh, got going while we were there, actually before we came, but we picked it up and continued. And he, he just kept it going. And instead of having a big facility and everybody coming there, they actually go to places and they may spend months and do classes and over and over and over like that. So um, it's a great way to get the word and the people. And something I do want to say I don't know if you've noticed on these ministers, but really what Lake Church does, and Bob and I try to do, is we put into the ministers, and then the ministers go out and reach the country, because people, we're in the end days, and you know, we can only travel so much, and who knows what the rest of the end days are going to be, if we'll even get to travel, who knows, but you know what, they're there every day, day in and day out, and as you can see, there ain't nothing that stopped them, because the power of the Holy Ghost has kept them going, all right, so, um, 
So I want to say to you that that's what we do. Uh, that's what Lake Church is hard is. That doesn't mean that we don't do things for kids and things like that. But mainly we put into the pastors, and then the pastors go out, and they change their world. They change their country. They change those around them. And it's all the way up, all the way up from the kids to the, to the elderly. And then he says, as of now, I have 12 interested applicants for School of Life. So we love you, Ray and Ellie, all the rest of you that we've seen tonight. And God bless you. Thank you. Thanks, Patrick. Well, you know, I just want to add to what Lilo was saying. The reason why we're not so involved with children's and things like that, because here's, here's the thing that we've seen. If you build a church with kids, it doesn't build very well. I mean, the kids need the Lord. There's no doubt about it. But you have to have a building, you have to have leadership, you have to have teachers. And so, you know, Pastor Greg and I have talked a lot about missions, and our heart is to build the leaders, because here's the thing, no matter how much I love the Filipino or, or the Pakistani or whoever, I am not their nationality. And I can't reach them like a local pastor can. You know, and besides that, I can have two Filipinos inside me. I'm big enough. So that's a bad joke. So, all right, that used to be my joke in the Philippines. Yeah. They are little people. Sorry, guys. Love you. All right, the next one. Um, this is a, a church that um, just lost their head pastor. Pastor Richmond Strom, and Leela and I have been helping them the best we can from the states to regroup and to continue the ministry and legacy that he started. He was American, married to a Filipina. He died in the hospital there um, eight months ago, and. Uh, his wife has taken over, and I work with them hand in hand. Every Friday night, Leela and I teach in their Bible school that they have, and you'll hear about it. But this is his wife, Pastora Nell Strom, and she's going to tell you a little bit about the ministry.
and someday I'm going to kill that dog because every time we are teaching on Friday night, that dog is in the background going, and you can't hear any of their questions because the dog. So anyway, this was my dear friend Rich right here with me, and uh, I miss him dearly. Him and I were very good friends and coffee buddies, and we got into him. He interpreted. He could speak Tagalog like nobody's business. I wish I would have learned more from him, but uh, there he's helping me. And uh, here's one of their churches in Bicol. They have eight churches. I don't know if you saw or could understand her, but through those eight churches, they have some in some very provincial areas kind of where we went, Pastor, down that way. And uh, they have anywhere from 50 to 60 people in the provincial churches. The Lucena Church has about 130. They have, uh, let's see, about 15 different Bible studies throughout all of these churches during the week. So they're very active in promoting the gospel. Here's one of the provincial churches. Isn't that cool? A little grass shack. And there again is the batch of students. There's their home church. That's a lot of them. Their church consists mostly of younger people. Um, you know, the older people are too afraid of COVID right now, so they stay home, so they have mostly young people coming out. This is some of the construction she was talking about. Let me give you a picture. Take the house that's our office over here. That was Rich and Nell's house. And they took one room, they took the living room and added on to it, and behind the house, they built dorms so that they could house students. So, you know, it's, it's something. There's the church on Sunday morning. So, you know, it's, they give up a lot, you know. We sometimes think we're, we're suffering, but we don't suffer as much as you think. We have it pretty easy. All right, our next person up is Pastor Ramon. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. He is from the Dominican Republic. So here's his video.
I'll go. Yeah, sure. I love Pastor Ramon. He is, he is a blast to be around. We have so much fun when we're with him. Um, he, he gets a little crazy. I mean, when it comes to the Lord, he is as serious as can be. But boy, you get him away from the church. And uh, one time we were dancing around, and Christians there don't dance at all, especially to like secular music, you know, and they got all this marimbe or whatever music, and I'm out there just, he says, don't do that, Pastor Bob, don't do that. And then we go somewhere else where there's not a whole lot of Christians, and he's out there cutting it up better than me. So, you know, go figure. Sorry, Ramon, I'm telling on you. But, you know, this is one of our meetings. Pastor Terry, or Brother Terry, I call you pastor, sorry. But Brother Terry and I went um, on a trip last year, 
And this is the church in Las Canoles. And this is Marguerite. And Marguerite's daughter was there with her that day. And her daughter was suffering from a really, really bad depression. And the, word, the Lord had a word for her. And she's up there testifying. Of course, we didn't understand what was going on, really, you know. And she's testifying how her daughter's countenance and everything changed that day. And this is Pastor Nelson. That boy can preach a house down. I mean, he, he's got this hallelujah that, I mean, it'll shake the roof off of this place. But uh, we were using him as an example in the sermon. So I'm going to ask Miss Rebecca to come up, and she is going to help me with the, the next little bit of this. Thank you, Bob. So <clears throat> this was last year we went to the Dominican on a ladies' trip. We've been doing that for several years now. And we go and we put on a women's conference. Um, and we spend all day ministering to the ladies. Well, last year we went and we got to go to two different cities and two different locations and have conference on the same day. So we had two teams of people. I think there was 15 of us that went all together. And so here the, we're able to minister to the ladies and, and pray for them and, and, and bring them the word. And it's really wonderful. We got to have lunch with them and we get to visit with them, get to know them. Uh, and they're so sweet. The people down there are so welcoming and they're so loving and so kind. It just, it stills your heart. Um, I, every time I go, I don't want to leave. <laughs> it's a sad day when we have to leave because the people are so wonderful. But we're able to minister to them and, and talk to them and teach them about the word, things that they don't um, learn because a lot of them are, are denominational churches and, and, and so they don't, they don't know the things that we know. They don't ascribe to them. But when we open up for prayer and they come, then they will receive uh, and they don't even, they don't intend to, but, you know, they do anyway. Uh, so we minister the Holy Spirit. We minister for them to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, uh, speaking in tongues. We, we minister healing to them, um, and, and we'll pray for them, and they'll go away in their family. They'll pray for their families, and they'll, they'll call Pastor Ramon that night or text him and tell him, you know, all the things that are happening, that God's changing things in their family right away as soon as they get home they say you know I can't believe it I come home and and all these changes are taking place in my family and it's amazing I there was um I think this picture here is a lady I prayed for and and she I said do you have you ever been baptized in the Holy Spirit and she said I don't know what that is and I said well let's pray I didn't even ask her if she wanted it I just said let's go and so I prayed for her and she got baptized and was speaking in tongues and and went off like a rocket and for about five minutes, and when she was done, she said, because <laughs> the Holy Spirit took her on a ride. But her life was changed forever that day, and it's wonderful to be able to be a part of that. It's terrific to be able to just to have that privilege. Uh, so we took some different people with us. We're able to minister in different um, 
different areas. So we're here in San Juan. This is actually the same church that Pastor Bob was just showing some pictures from. And this is the leadership team um, of some of the churches, that church there and some of the other ones. And we prayed over them. They wanted us to pray over them and bless them. And so that's what we did. And it was it was really wonderful. They're so humble and they're so sweet. It's terrific uh, to be able to experience that type of atmosphere that these people have. So this year we do plan on going again. It's already in the works. We've we're we're making the plans and and uh, getting things organized to go. Um, however, this year we plan on going to three cities. We want to go to Santo Domingo, Santiago, and San Juan. Um, every time we go, like Miss Leela said, we minister to leaders. This year, we're trying to get to where we actually have maybe a full day of ministering to the leadership in the areas, being able to bring them books and materials and, and videos and things that they can watch to help them grow in the Word. It's always amazing when, when we're there how many questions they have um, about the Word that we minister uh, they get revelation, and they want to minister that way. They want to be able to have that revelation knowledge of the Word to be able to share it. And so we try to teach them how to study and how to pray, and, and, and we want to make sure they're all baptized in the Holy Spirit. We, had, we were able to minister to Pastor Ramon's wife and Johan, who oversees the boys' basketball under Pastor Ramon that we're raising money for them to have a van. Um, we were able to minister to both of them who had been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but they didn't speak in tongues. They were, they were afraid of it. And so we were able to minister to them and pray for them as the leaders. Pastor Ramon's wife is, is um, the head of the regional women's ministry there in her region. And this year when we go, we'll get to go to Santiago, uh, Santa Domingo, and that is where the national uh, seat is. And so we will be able to uh, visit with the leaders from the na on national level of the women's ministry and the men's ministry, and also for the denomination, the head of the denomination that Pastor Ramon uh, is currently in. We will be there with them during that time. So we're going to be able to affect leaders on national levels when we go to these places and that's our goal we want to change the world and you know we're going to get in any way we can <laughs> we're going to get where any access they give us we're going to take it and so we're super excited to be able to minister to the leaders and minister to um those who have authority to make a change in the churches and to make a change in their areas and to be able to uh, keep that ministry going long after we're gone. That's our desire is so that we go and we plant fruit and then that fruit continues to abide just like Jesus told us to do. And that's what we want to see. All right. Thank you. Thank you. One thing she, uh, she didn't tell you, the little lady that she was praying with that got baptized with the Holy Ghost, I'll never forget this because she started out and she sounded like a motorboat. She And I mean, it was so awesome because you could just feel the power surging through this lady. And then, I mean, she like, like, um, Rebecca said at the end, she just goes, 
you know, and it, it is, it's amazing. So the next thing I've got, Johan, come on up here, Carrie. Johan, um, he was all about money. He was all about sex, drugs, rock and roll. And he was about ready to go through a divorce. Uh, Ramon's wife and his wife were best friends. And God used Ramon to grab hold of his heart. And now he's one of the most faithful. And I'm going to ask Terry to share a little bit about the uh, basketball people. We're going to play this, and then Terry can share. Pastor Bob was talking about Johan helping, you know, Pastor Ramon and how he was all about money. I just wanted to add a little bit about that. You know, he, he shared the story with us a little bit, but, but also, you know, now he devotes all his time to help the church help Pastor Ramon, and then he works with these boys in the basketball. Uh, every Saturday, he, you know, not only does he pick them up, or they get there, but, the, you know, share, you know, the gospel with them, train them up. And then, you know, work with him with the basketball that actually draws him in there. But he takes him home after, uh, you know, after it's over. It's later in the evening, so they can't, you know, however they got there, he's kind of responsible for, you know, the safe travel home. So he pays, you know, for what he can with the taxis, public transportation, and he makes up to 15 trips uh, a night on Saturday night himself to get these boys home. And he does this all with no income. He he doesn't receive any income from the church or from from any of that. So and it's you know it's amazing to see his heart and uh, and uh, you know it's, it just really uh, you know uh, made an impression on me. So otherwise I wouldn't be up here. <laughs> I can promise you. But um, <laughs> I, but he uh, anyhow. It, so t you know for this band you know all the missions up here everything's important. But. But, you know, for my heart, it's, you know, for helping these guys and helping these children, you know, because like it says in Proverbs 22.6, that you, know, you train a child up in the way he should go, and when he, when he, when he you know, he not depart from it, sorry. But, you know, and my children were trained that way, but these kids, you know, some of them have no parents. They live on the street. You know, some that do have the parents, they don't, you know, they don't have that opportunity for that training. So I just, you know, to see that, too, where they don't have that opportunity to be trained, and these guys taking their time to doing that, and and it's 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 for no you know it's for the love of God. It's not for any income, no glory, and you know that's one thing I always do. Even you know Hoover's you know, ministers or whatever, you know it's probably not a good thing. But I'm always you know what's their motive? What's behind? You know why are they doing that? And regardless of what they're telling me, I'm always looking for you know what you know what's motivating them, and and God showed me their heart, and it's 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 pure, and it's. Uh, so, you know, what we can do, it's great, and hopefully, you know, and I believe we will get the, the money raised. I think we're around, where are we at now on the band? Uh, about halfway. About halfway, so, 
I know it'll get there. And uh, but anyways, I just wanted to share that and thank y'all. Thank you, Terry. Yeah, I think we're about 6,500 right now, and we're going close to seven, and we're needing 15. So, you know, pray about that. Um, Pastor Ramon, when we were there, Terry and I were there, we were introduced to their men's ministry. The church in Santiago has a, a group of men that their heart was to help 25 pastors in the provincial areas underneath them. And so this is a box of groceries, rice, staples, things like that, so that these are pastors that are handing these out. Here's one of the older pastors that received a box of goodies, so to speak. Here's a pastor in his and You can see formula there for the baby. The other pictures, they did some building projects for some of the pastors. One of the pastor's homes was falling down but they uh, went in and took our monthly giving that we give them and helped. And see, this, this is the thing. I, I haven't said it, but I want to say it here. These pastors that you're seeing do not work a secular job. In these other countries, if you're in ministry, you are in ministry. It is a full-time position. There is no you have a side job and you do ministry. They rely completely on the ministry to help them and to help others. And so what we do, what we sow into these guys is so important because we're helping them survive and to spread the gospel. Our next person is uh, Dipti Man Lima. And Dipti Man is a wonderful man of God. There he is preaching. I don't know if I had a, I don't think I have a video of him. Uh, this is a video of one of their, this is one of their uh, pastor's meetings. Now, Dipti Man is over 25 provincial pastors. These pastors, he tells me, live completely by faith. They don't know where their next meal's coming from. They don't know if they're going to make it to one of these meetings. They don't know any of these things. They trust the Lord completely. And so when we send, we send Christmas money to them, and we've sent uh, care packages, you know, through money. So they bought the stuff there. I mean, you're giving somebody a shot in the arm to keep going with the gospel. And these guys come out and beat the, the highways and the byways. But listen to this.
I love it. Anybody got the divine interpretation of that? <laughs> this is one of their outreaches, helping the families in the neighborhoods. Here's one of the houses that one of the pastors lives in. This is a, a national meeting that he hosted. See all the pastors there. Another picture of one of their outdoor meetings. Feeding some kids and families. Boy, that looks like a feast. And there's another picture of the house. Now, the name of Dipty Man's ministry is Life Changing Movement. He has churches, and I cannot pronounce the names. Paralaku Mai Mundi Polura Gumda Pasley Paisley. Just a joke. Uh, he's got all these churches several different provinces. They have prayer meetings, revival meetings, children's ministry, ministry for the widows, ministry for the poor and needy. And you know, they, they thank you for everything you do. They have 25 pastors, 10 small congregations, and each one contains 20 to 50 members in the congregation. They have prayer and Bible study four times in a month at each one of these places. Prayer and Bible study four times. That's not counting their service. That's, that's doing some praying. He always contacts me and says, we're praying for you today, Pastor Bob. We're praying for Lake Church. I'm telling you people, these people pray for us. You know, and that's what we're bring awareness of. We have all these people. Our next one is John Javid. Now, John is the president of uh, King TV, and this is their logo. Uh, they are on uh, YouTube. Forgot the media they use. And here's John, and he has some words for us. I can get it to go. Where'd it go? Oh, sorry. I'll go to the next picture. Oh, now it froze up on me. Come on. Bad laptop. All right, well, anyway, we'll just leave it there for John. Um, this year only, they've had 472 people born again. Now, hold on. That, that is through the ministry of this man over here. John plays Pastor Greg's messages on their... TV internet station. They 
reach Afghanistan, Iran, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, Southern Sudan, Libya, Greater Omar, UK, Norway, Poland, whew, uh, Switzerland, Bangladesh, Pakistan, Nepal, Malaysia, India, Russia, Lebanon, Nigeria, Kenya, South Africa, Dubai, Kandahar, Indonesia, Japan, Korea, Australia, America, Mexico, Brazil, Ukraine, Singapore, Lebanon, Vietnam, Philippines, Finland, and Thailand. They have had responses from all of these different countries. I don't know why my computer is being bad, so let me close it and open it back up. Oh, now it's froze up. All right, well, we'll just go on. I'm, I will have to skip the rest. Um, John and Rachel also have a church, and um, they probably have about 600 members in this church. They also do revivals of 10 to 20,000 people. And I had a picture of it, but my laptop's being stupid. So <laughs> I guess it's t telling me it's time to quit. But, <laughs> but, you know, this man is reaching people. Now, the TV ministry... We send a separate gift every month for that. And it costs money to be on the air. And we're looking for people, all of these, all of these people, we're looking for supporters. We're looking for you to help. I was figuring out today, just think, if everybody gave five bucks, that's here, that'd be 300 bucks easily. I mean, that's, that's almost John's television. You know, uh, when Leela and I were in the Philippines, we um, had one little lady. She was a widow lady. She was on a fixed income. And uh, she was there at Word Life. I think it was, uh, oh, I can't remember her name. It escaped me. Del Gray. You remember Del. And Dell would tell me every time we came home to itinerate, Pastor Bob, I'm sorry, all I can give is $5 a month. And I would always tell her, I didn't care. Because she reminded me of the widow's might. She gave what she could. And you know what? She was consistent. She never failed us, gave and gave and gave until we came back. Every month, I would look at the giving report. There was her name. It was five bucks. See, that's the thing about missions that people don't always understand, is it's not about the amount that you give. It's a heart and the consistency. It's a way for God to bless you. And when you sow whatever amount into missions, you're touching and reaching 
hundreds and hundreds of people. Listen, he ministers to 10 to 20,000 people. Could you imagine your five bucks ministering to 10 to 20,000 people? Just think of the reward that you would receive. Said one woman during the broadcast, she had a broken hip, and they prayed for her, and she started walking. Another testimony, a lady had a a tumor in, in her arm and got healed. Another one was vexed with bad dreams and got healed. Just from watching a broadcast, that wasn't during a special meeting, guys. This was during something like what we're doing online right now. The anointing and the power of God through the videos that they are playing go forth. Through the teaching that we give into these pastors, through all the blessings that we're able to do. Our last one, well, not really our last one, the next one is um, Pastor Emmanuel. He's with Prince of Peace, and I'm sorry I had pictures. I don't know why my laptop did that to me, but he just sent us a quick update. He's over. In India, he's from the States. He lives here in the States. But his dad had started a ministry in India about 30 years ago. Isn't that right, Terry? And Terry introduced Pastor Greg and I to him. And I couldn't say his last name if he paid me, but I'll try. It's Sam Noso, Sam, or something like that. But it's Emmanuel. <laughs> Sorry, Emmanuel. I love you. But uh, he sent me this, and... Uh, He's uh, in Tamil Nadu, and they've been under weekend lockdowns, including all places of worship. So he has gone to another province, uh, Andhra Paresh, to minister in another church, one of their churches and house groups. And... Um, He's been ministering and staying in different villages during this trip. He's had 20 new believers. He's baptized about 40 in two different villages. And I had pictures, so I'm sorry. Um, You know, they are overseeing progress of building another church. And, of course, they pray for healing of fever and cough and people have been healed and he said join me in prayer you know this is a man who he goes over there for months at a time and then comes back here he almost got stranded over there because of COVID and everything and his family was here you know these these people give their lives and you know um Leela and I understand that because of living in the Philippines, and we didn't have it as hard as these people. And even your worst day here in the United States is nothing compared to what some of these people go through. And, you know, I, I want to encourage you. On the tables in front of you is a mission packet. Now, we've handed these out before, but on the inside of there is a pledge card But it also lists all of these people that we support and give toward. 
We also give to Larry Mosley's ministry in Albania. He's had many pastors underneath. They have big pastors' conferences. Uh, you know, Larry and, and his wife are here, Silva are here in the States, but they still are very much involved with the Albanian ministry there. And, you know, they, uh, they do such a great work. He went into Albania when it was still under communism. And, and or right after the wall fell, he went in, which was still a communist mindset, I should say, not actually under the dictatorial of communism. And Christianity was a new animal to him. And he's been so prominent in helping that nation come out of darkness into light. And you know, so, but in these folders we have that. Now we have two buckets back there in the back. We have our offering bucket, and then we have another bucket. If you are sparked or interested at all to support one of these ministers that you've seen tonight, I encourage you to just fill out that pledge card we want to be a blessing even more than what we are now. If I had my heart, I would support every one of them every dime that they needed. That, that's, you know, that would be my answer to prayer. So with that, I'm going to ask Rebecca to come up, and she's going to close us out. And uh, we still have... Um, we still have some desserts and stuff out there. Please help yourself. And thank you. Thank you, Bob. I, can we give Pastor Bob a hand for all the hard work that he does? <laughs> He's raised so much money for these mission trips and these missionaries. Tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, I know you guys gave the money and you ate the food and bought the raffle tickets and all that, but he's, he works organizing this and he takes us and leads us on our trips and, and makes sure we're taken care of and, and does so, so much work. It's, he's such a blessing. So I just want to thank you, Pastor Bob. Um, so as many of you know, uh, Fred Schauger went to be with the Lord on Monday. Our brother, we love him, we'll miss him, but he is with Jesus, and that's where he wanted to be. Uh, but we will be having his going home uh, ceremony on Friday night that we have in his funeral right here at 6 o'clock in our auditorium for those of you who would like to attend. But the family is also wanting to have a meal after. And so we have a sign-up list out there. If anybody is interested in bringing just a small, I think it's about 30 or 40 people, they said, for the family. So if you can sign the list and bring up a food item on Friday night, that would be a wonderful blessing for Francine and Fred and their family. Um, and that's the end of our service tonight. I want to thank you all for coming. I want to thank you for all the blessings that you're going to be giving to these missionaries in advance. And we just pray, Lord, that they are prosperous and overflowing. In Jesus' name, amen.